You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. This is Mamma Mia Daily, the three stories you need to hear today, read by the women who wrote them. I'm Melody Tay, editor of mamamia.com.au, and on today's show, Shannon Finlay reflects on her experience of shopping as a plus-size woman and the Y2K trend that's got our beauty editors on edge. But first, Beyonce is telling people to quit their jobs and people are listening. Beyonce knows we're burnt out. The musician, actor, director and all-round greatest of all time is back with a new song, Break My Soul. The house banger marks the beginning of an entirely new era ahead of the release of her seventh studio album, Renaissance, on July 29. And its message? Screw your job, let's dance. Anything Beyonce does becomes a moment because she's Beyonce. And no one can both capture and shape the zeitgeist quite like her. In 2013, her inclusion of a speech from a Nigerian novelist in the middle of Flawless became a watershed moment for feminism in pop culture. She did it again in 2016 when she aligned herself with the Black Lives Matter movement during her Super Bowl appearance. And she later dropped her concept album, Lemonade, which explores generational and racial trauma, reclaiming genres like rock and country. The album was hailed as an evolutionary work of black feminism. And she's doing it again in 2022, releasing Break My Soul as the world grapples with all the consequences of the pandemic. For many, this new song is an anti-capitalist, anti-work banger. And also, it has to be said, in a time where LGBTQI plus rights are under attack once again, it feels poignant for B to release this song featuring renowned black queer artist Big Frida during Pride Month and the day after Juneteenth, the United States' newest federal holiday commemorating the emancipation of slaves. These things don't just happen by accident. B's I Just Quit My Job bop is the latest cultural reference to the Great Resignation a labour trend that has seen people quit after re-evaluating their jobs in the wake of COVID-19's two years of isolation. This is all happening alongside a culture that's completely reassessing capitalism, work and burnout, and a world economy that's seeing rampant inflation and rising interest rates. This message is so in line with the wide cultural conversations that no one's even that bothered by the fact that Beyonce doesn't even work a nine-to-five. I mean, she's probably a billionaire. According to Forbes, her net worth has been at 500 million US dollars for more than a decade. It's believed B just hasn't bothered to keep them updated. But even if we pretend she has made no money in recent years, her combined income with husband Jay-Z definitely puts her in billionaire territory. And we probably shouldn't take advice about quitting our jobs from a billionaire, unless she's down to pay our rents. But really, does any of that matter when we're dancing? With Break My Soul, Beyonce saying, I see you. I know work sucks. Let's just dance it out. And because she's Beyonce, we bloody will. This article was written by Chelsea McLaughlin and read by me, 
Jess Staveley. I walked into a shopping centre as a size 26. There was nothing for me to buy. By me, Shannon Finlay. Shopping online as a fat woman is hard enough and near impossible if you try your luck at any store. Of course, if you're a woman who is plus size, then chances are you're already very aware of just how hard it is to shop in store when most brands refuse to stock over a size 16. But let me set the scene anyway. You're a teen girl at the shops with your friends who are no bigger than a size 10. You, on the other hand, are a whopping size 18. You don't fit anything except for the socks and the headbands, but your mates have all gotten brand new outfits. You've been dragged into every store. You don't try anything on. Instead, you wander around aimlessly while trying to avoid the pointed eyes of the shop attendant. Maybe they know what it's like to shop while fat. But chances are they have no idea that this situation is extremely daunting. You hate that you're the friend who leaves after three gruelling hours of shopping with just a pair of earrings and a pack of scrunchies. You're ashamed that the shirt your friends actually did manage to convince you to try on was too tight to fit over your belly. You wish you had never gone out and you wish you didn't have to pretend like it didn't hurt to see your friends so happy and so wholly unaware of the anguish coursing through your body. There's probably that burning question you might be dying to know, one I've been asked hundreds of times at this point. If you want to fit into the clothes at the shops, why don't you just lose weight? It's one I've pondered on too. If I truly wanted to be included, why don't I just do my best to look like everyone else? Why don't I try harder to be smaller? Why couldn't I have been born to be a size 10? Why did I not do everything up until this point to prevent my ever getting fat? Why did I let this happen? But it's just a surface-level question to a very deep discussion, one we're not having in 2022 or any other time for that matter. Women deserve to feel comfortable. They deserve clothes that don't feel too snug or pull too harshly or threaten to bust open at any given moment. Women deserve clothing that makes them feel beautiful, clothes that allow them to express themselves Clothes that give them the support to do and be anything they want. Women deserve clothing. Women of all shapes and sizes. Women with small breasts and big bellies. Women with larger bums and slimmer waist. Skinny women, built women, fit women, fat women. Women everywhere don't just deserve clothes that fit. They need it. And if the question begs, why can't an individual change their own body to fit into pieces of fabric constructed by major conglomerates, I dare to ask, why should women have to change at all? Why can't these big businesses make clothes for big women? Why is this such a challenge in 2022? The question is simple, and the answer is obvious. Because they don't want to. And in 2022, that's just not good enough anymore. Put the tweezers down, Jessica. Thin eyebrows are not back in. If you're a person in your early 20s who frequents TikTok, chances are you've seen the thin eyebrow trend getting around. Pretty sure there's some viral filter doing the rounds and everyone's talking about it. You've maybe tried it for yourself. How do we play and oof, thin eyebrows kind of suit you, don't they? Plus, this style of brows is new and trendy and totally in right now. Like, you know at least six people who have plucked and waxed their brows into that pencil-thin, rounded shape. And it kind of looks good. Wait, wait, wait. Are they tweezers in your hand? Don't roll your eyes at me like that. 
what you think your eyebrow hairs are just going to magically shimmy back onto your face after you pluck them out? Because they won't. They really won't. No, seriously. Ask any expert and they'll tell you that constantly plucking the same brow hairs really messes with your follicles. It actually increases the chance of those hairs staying gone for good. Not only that, but you can also risk all these things like inflammation and scarring. What do I know? Well, I'm one of those poor lambs who butchered her brows in the early 2000s. Not only did I pluck and wax them, but I'm fairly certain I used a razor once or twice to get the job done quicker. I distinctly remember having like a four-finger space in the middle of my brows and zero eyebrow tail. A short back and sides, if you will. Thanks to the fact I seemingly have the genes of Bart Cummings, my brow hairs did grow back, albeit sparsely. But I'm one of the luckier ones, because pretty much every millennial I know is still kicking around, waiting for their brow hairs to grow back. Because while trends come and go, your overplucked brow hairs will literally just pack their bags, book an Uber, and not come back. Ever. Just look at what happened the last time we switched brow shapes. It was around 2010 and Cara Delvine popped on the scene and all of a sudden, thin brows weren't cool anymore and everyone was hella confused because didn't you just tell us to pluck them all out? Then everyone tried everything in their power to grow those hairs back. Those poor, sad little hairs. And now it's 2022 and there's this whole Y2K movement going on. Thin brows are everywhere right now. And it's just another case of us being told we should have the exact opposite of what we have. And just for the record, I'm not saying thin brows are bad. Brows are extremely personal, and they literally have the power to change your entire face. So if it's the shape that works for you, you do you, friend. What I am saying is that it's impossible, like biologically impossible, for us to keep following brow trends every time someone decides there's a new beauty standard we have to live up to. So if you think thin brows suit you and you want to do it, by all means, go for it. But if you're not 100% sure, save your brow hairs. You'll thank me in a few years. Or at least send me a fruit basket or something. I'm Erin Doherty, a senior health and beauty writer for Mamma Mia Daily. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mamma Mia Daily. And for more from our writers, check out their online profile links in the show notes. I'm Melody Tay, editor of mamamia.com.au. The show's executive producer is Talissa Bazaz, and our audio producer is Tom Lyon. We'll be back tomorrow with the three stories you need to hear, read by the women who wrote them. See you then. Big thanks to anyone listening who has become a Mamma Mia subscriber. Subscribers get access to every podcast, exclusive videos and all the great articles on Mamma Mia. For more information, there's a link in our show notes.